Hello, everybody, and welcome to That Connecticut Show. This is Travis Poppleton, and usually with me at this time is Terrence Abney, who, for reasons I will let him explain next week, uh, was unable to make it into studio today. So as we were discussing what we could do while he was out, uh, we had this idea to play one of our old pilot episodes, which have never been aired. Um, only a few people have heard of them because they were back when we were still trying to figure out what the show was, if we wanted to do the show, if talking about New England, what it's like to be new to New England for an hour at a time would be even interesting. We created two or three shows, which we shared mostly with friends or family, uh, just to get some feedback, just to see what it would take technically and practically. And we did the shows, and they were uh, a little more raw, we'll say, and they're, they're definitely a little bit embarrassing to be sharing with you now, but at the same time, that's that's kind of the fun of this. So what you're about to hear is a year old, and that's important to note because as we talk about current events or previous episodes, that is not going to sound entirely correct. And even when we end the show, we're going to discuss things that we might talk about in future episodes that I would like to know do not apply anyway involving our show here in stores. So we hope you laugh along with us. This was a lot of fun doing. Again, it was never meant for general consumption, but uh, listening to it now brings back a lot of memories, and, and we still talk about what it's like to be uh, new in New England, just with a lot less polish or um, uh, idea that anyone will even be listening to this. So uh, please enjoy, and we will be with you in studio next Sunday at noon. And... We can go ahead and start the show, but I think I think there was a level of formality last time that maybe we want to drop. Maybe we bring it down a notch so it's not so scripted. Oh, yeah. Let's so, do it. You know, like last time we were like so like on the beat, <clears throat> which is cool. It feels a little 1990s though, doesn't it? Uh, I like the 90s, first of all. I'm extremely, <laughs> extremely offended you said that. Hello everyone, my name is Terrence Abney. And this is Travis Poppleton. And welcome to... The Connecticut Show, where each week we pick a theme uh, here in New England and we talk about that theme, try to understand that theme better, and at the very least we... Have a good conversation with each other because (laughs) we like each other, whether y'all like us or not. (laughs) Right, so that uh, that is kind of the the direction of the show, and today we're going to be talking about traffic, or not even traffic necessarily, but driving here in New England. Yep, absolutely. Our, Our travel's up from the west coast and from down south a little bit about what we saw a little bit about tolls and just mostly how they're aggravating and a little bit about how they've changed and and then uh, we'll talk about our own personal experiences coming here yeah. what what it took to go from point a to point b and then i think we'll wrap up with what what it's like to to drive with the people here yeah and what a dangerous parent that travis is we should touch I, I, on that yeah i think that's important that's another, that's another <laughs> discussion we need to have soon all right so, <laughs> so. Going from last episode, we had a, we had a, a few conversations, right? Uh, one of which was that maybe we should drop that from Connecticut Show because it sounds a little more formal. It sounds a little more official right? without that. And the other was um, that we got the states wrong. We, we said five and four, and there are six states in New England. So I feel like we have to apologize, not just to New England, but to the world. Anybody who cares about New England, our very first episode, within the first, what, minute, we've made a pretty significant error. All right. I would challenge that to say, I bet you a lot of people in New England would would pause before being asked. 
But I will say we did name all of the New England states. Yeah, no, we got it. We just can't so count. We can't count well. So so we don't need owe an apology. Matter of fact, the public school system owes us an apology for not teaching us how to count well. With that said, we're outside. Today. I'm mad at you, Miss Strawberry. <laughs> Should have learned this in first grade. We uh, we're trying outside today. The other the other conversation we had was um, the authenticity and also what we could do with our sound. And um, we're still working on the sound thing, and that's totally my fault because we're trying to figure out. And by we, I mean, I'm very casually trying to figure out how to do the two mics correctly. Um, and when we do the input, they're just not working, right? Right. But I, I do, we were discussing this a little bit before we started. I do want to give a shout out because Travis is starring, directing, and producing. And pointing out last episode, Travis was doing some stuff with his hands during the show. I didn't know if he was scratching his head. I didn't know what Travis was really doing. He was pointing up, then he'd point down, then he'd look at me. And he one time he gave me a look like, dude, you following? I don't even know if that, if, know if that was the intent. 15 minutes later, I realized Travis is also the director because he's giving me the point up, the down for the sound. So do it. you're doing a lot of good work. Yeah, and I would like to, to clarify exactly what that is. I was pointing up because we have one mic here and this really goes back to my my problem but um as i was watching the sound go on i was noticing that your level would be down or yours were yours was too high and you were the more interesting part about episode one so it seemed uh the acme of foolishness for us not to to make sure that you were on the right level so but here we are we're outside in uh in beautiful new england we're outside in connecticut and we're, we're going to talk about traffic it seems so relevant to Indeed. the setting Travis, actually, I was interested in your trip from the West Coast um, <clears throat> because I remember you telling me that you packed up and three-car caravan, if I'm not mistaken. It was, yeah. So we we came as a as a as a family caravan. I think that's exactly correct. And my oldest son and my oldest daughter. Um, were just very new drivers. In fact, my son literally passed his driver's test the day before we started. And every one of our family members told us we were crazy and reckless and there was child endangerment. <laughs> and there was probably some truth to that, but we couldn't figure out any other way uh, with three cars to get here. So um, my wife and one of my daughters took the front. She drove front. We had the two middle kids driving, getting all of their experience, you know, their actual driving experience on the road on that trip in the middle. Wow. And then I followed. And very rarely did we actually separate. We did a really good job of, mm -hmm. of sticking with three of us. And that's how, how we decided we were going to keep that car safe at all right. times. But as we went from the West Coast all the way to the East Coast, there were some changes. Mm -hmm. um, we went from very nice freeways to... Uh, from very straight freeways to windier freeways. Uh, obviously the scenery changed, but the one thing we were terrified of because we had no experience with it was what's gonna happen when we hit a toll. Right. We didn't know if it just shows up on the freeway, if we've got to pull off, if there's a lane. We'd heard horror stories about people getting in the wrong lane because when you do come up on these tolls, there's like 20, sometimes on the bigger ones, there's like 20 lanes you can go in. Is that hyperbolic? Is that too many? It I don't know if I've ever seen 20, but there's definitely some that approach double digits. Yeah, and and if you're new to it, you don't know what Easy Pass is. You know what cash is. 
<laughs> right. Um, I don't think there are credit card areas, are there? Like, I guess it's off and on, especially as you get further and further east. But in New England, it feels like it's cash or Easy Pass. And they've just they've just changed some in in some areas because now you just now you just can go through and it just takes a picture and you get charged some type of way like they send you a bill but you never know when that's coming yeah i have no idea when that's coming so we we switched over to easy pass yeah. and i think it's that's important to way. note that connecticut does not have any tolls so here in the state, as long as we don't leave the state of Connecticut and give us a week, we might have one tomorrow. I know that that's always a, a hot topic right. that we're discussing, but as long as we don't leave the state, we don't need any sort of New England toll pass. You're right. But if you're going to leave the state, which you are if you live in Connecticut. At some point. Um, you need something. So mm -hmm. our, our experience was mostly uneventful high anxiety. Mm -hmm. We made the trip. We got through the tolls and we didn't have an issue with the tolls until like probably a year later when we went up to Maine mm -hmm. and the toll was two bucks and we had like a buck 25 or something. And there were, there was a line behind us and there was one, um, worker who asked us for the two bucks and mm -hmm. we, we searched the whole car and we were like, we have a dollar 25, please can you just let us pass? And she was like, so then she pointed at my kids. And she was like, well, how much do they have? What? And I was like, I mean, like, collectively, of the three of us, we have a buck 25. And she's like, well, I can't let you go. So I'm going to have to. And she pulls up this ticket book. And I would have assumed it would be like a you owe this much. Right. It was honestly six to ten minutes with a car lineup behind us because it was just one toll. Mm hmm for 75 cents. I mean, they take this very, very seriously, or this individual was having a very bad day. Right. But whatever it was, I've never, it was the, it was the most costly 75 cents of my life. Like I felt years of my life dropping right. as I would look in the rearview mirror and see everyone just shaking their heads. And it, I didn't feel in the same way that it is not our fault because we couldn't count the states. I don't feel it was my fault for not having the 75 cents. I feel it was Maine's fault for not getting past the 90s and, and putting credit card machines right. in those tolls because I was like, do you have Apple Pay? No. Do you have a credit card machine? No. So I think, you know, in the spirit of, of compromise, since you have given me no way to pay you, can you right. forgive 75 cents? And, and the answer was no. That was a hard no. no. Yeah. So that was my experience with, uh, with tolls. How about you? Yeah, <clears throat> my trip was, well, let me clarify this first. By making sure everybody was safe, Travis was in the back of the caravan so he could see whatever happened. <laughs> so I just want to clarify to you well, all. Let's go all the way back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what you took from that story. That's great. <laughs> but the toll part is interesting. I have had my experiences with tolls also here. But my trip, my trip started off with my mother asking me, do I have enough cash? And my mother, and my mother gave me, I'll never forget this. We were talking, we did the hug and kiss, and she gives me like, to be exact, it was $175 in, in paper money, and she gave me some change. And I was like, why do I need this? I was not thinking about it. And then she said, oh, you're probably gonna hit some tolls on the way as you get up further up north. And I was like, okay. Didn't even think about it. <clears throat> but similar to you, I hit I-20, 
eventually hit 95. I-20 is the interstate coming from my town in South Carolina, North Augusta, South Carolina, going all the way through through the almost North Carolina that basically connects to 95. I hit 95, heading up north. And so a, a couple of things for me that were interesting was the fact that I really realized what south of the border is. There's a big place, a lot of people have probably heard of this, down south, it's called south of the border. Some people may think it's mildly racist because it's a big person, apparently Mexican with a big sombrero on. But we always hear about it. And then I finally really, it finally kicked in like, oh, south of the border, it's a play on words because it's south of the North Carolina border in South Carolina. So that really hit me like, oh, south of the border. It's, I'm so lost. So I grew yeah, up in California. You have and to south see of it. the border is Mexico. Like right. if someone says south of the border, that means you are leaving the country and going into Mexico. Going to Tijuana. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, so this is an East Coast thing. Uh, this is totally new to me. So yeah. East Coast specifically, North Carolina, South Carolina, but it's a pretty big stop for people traveling on 95. All right. So this, way. the stop is from North Carolina to South Carolina. There is a large statue of it's not a, a man statue. in a sombrero. So, so here's the, you'll see these starting like 60 or so miles out, you start seeing these advertisements of a beige, brown-skinned man with a sombrero on, and then it starts saying, hey, you're getting to close to south of the border, a whole bunch of little campy advertisements, and you get there and it opens up, and it's just, it's a gas station, it has a big ride, it has a huge hat that you, it looks like you can go up in the elevator in, which I've never done any of this, because I don't know if I trust rides at a, a at a gas station basically sure sure that's <laughs> sound advice pro tip for everyone <laughs> right. listening yeah <laughs> but has a lot of but it also has a lot of swag there that people can pick up and i always hear it and always thought about it but again i don't not like i travel this way a lot and then it really hit me like and i knew it was in south carolina or north carolina somewhere but it just hit me like oh you get there you see this place, and then the next sign you see after that is like, Welcome to North Carolina. And I'm like, ah, right. for so long, I've been in the dark. And this is you driving up when? When is the first time that you're doing this? This is 2007. Okay, do we have tolls yet? Oh yes, we have tolls. So we already have tolls in the Carolinas. Not Well, this is not a toll in Carolina yet. Okay. Yeah, but this is just part of that trip up. Oh, oh yeah, sure, sure. It's tolls exist. Tolls We're exist. We're just making our way up. So this yeah. is the first thing you notice. One of the first things I noticed on my trip up. Anyway, up is south of the border. Yeah. Okay, I'm still following you. Yeah, but no tolls. No tolls yet. You see how y'all see how damaged Travis is by tolls. Yeah, He's no, like, it's uh, yeah. get to the tolls, Terrence. Come on. Yeah, so get to the scary part. Mild racism, but no tolls, right? <laughs> no, no here, tolls. Here we are. Okay. Correct. So, similar to what you said, your trip is, which is funny. I'm going up, and 95 doesn't really open up, and then the then another thing I realized is you get up towards like the more I guess towards DC stuff starts opening up a little bit but I used to always hear 95 straight shot up to New York then I realized there's like 95 and then when you get to DC there's like 295 or around the Baltimore areas 295 395 495 and this is, of course, 2007 is right before everybody had a GPS, or right before my broke behind had a GPS. 
I don't know. If, I don't know if y'all had one way back then. I feel like mm. I, I don't feel like we've ever owned a GPS. Our phone. When the phone became the GPS, that's ah. when we had a GPS. Yeah. yeah. So you did, you never bought one of the. We never bought one of that. No. Yeah. Well, after the phone, it became useless, right? Exactly. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. So. Again, I'm going by MapQuest in just my mind. I actually ended up calling one of my friends who was in Baltimore at the time. Um, shout out to Sule. And he was like, yo, take this way, go on 395. So he guides me around that. And then I hit DC and it just opens up and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I don't think I'm going to make it through this. Because the city is just so big and there's so much traffic and traffic kind of starts coming to a halt. It was, it was just the first time in the trip that happened. It makes the trip significantly longer. And then as you start getting past, and then as, past DC is when I start seeing like some more toll. Well, I should say, no, first toll was actually the tunnel in Baltimore. So I put, I was about so, to put the story in the yeah, wrong place. Yeah, so you're all the way up in Baltimore before you start seeing that there are toll roads. That's the first, definitely the first big one okay. that I remember. And I, I put this past DC, but no, actually, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. John, I'm blaming this on my teacher again. <laughs> Somewhere around Baltimore, I'm trying to think before DC or after now. Because, but you go through the you go through the tunnel in Baltimore, which of course is one of those places that takes you underwater. Similar to what I was telling you about in Chesapeake, the Chesapeake Bay Tunnel. Right. The tunnel in Baltimore, you go into the water. Big toll. The the highway combines into two lanes. You go under that. And the only thing I'm thinking is they're paying me, or excuse me, I'm paying them to drive under the ocean right now, which seems pretty dangerous. In the oncoming traffic, when I just, when it just pretty much squished from four lanes to two. So wait, wait, are you traffic. talking two lanes, one lane coming and one one lane going? Or are you talking two lanes on each side? Yeah, the two, one lane going, one lane, like our street, yeah. right in front of your house? Right, right, right. Like that, except bigger, but with a line. So you have one if, if there is someone going really slow at the top, there's no getting around that individual. Oh, you're, yeah. Well, you're not supposed to pass inside of there anyway. Regardless, right. it's a sign saying that. And there's always a lot of construction around there. Because at one time I could have sworn, like, and this has been more recently, that it was two-lane traffic. But it, what's been consistent is every time I go through there, there's construction. At the time, it was one lane going one lane one lane coming right and so you and you know y'all everyone knows how the interstate driving is you're on the interstate you're separated right yeah yeah, yeah. not at, not at these not at these tunnels so that was unnerving and then again i was like i'm paying them to be in this dangerous situation to where if something happens there's no way out i gotta get out and run on foot and then of course you i'm having thoughts of being under the ocean which is you know messes with my mind but <clears throat> one thing that hit me as I kept traveling is just wow I feel like I'm going to the big city <laughs> <laughs> because and if you listen to last episode you know that's not where he's going right, right. yeah <laughs> get through Baltimore so I, I said Baltimore DC um going, going through, through Jersey Jersey yeah um, it didn't go through Philadelphia at that time because the Jersey Turnpike, but then that's when you get tons of tolls. Yeah. And I, this is no knock to the other states coming through, but if y'all gonna have tolls, fix the highway. 
Why do we have all these tolls and I still feel like I'm riding in the low rider truck? Hey, I don't feel like we have any loyalty to any other states. We are a New England show. And yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think anybody that's driven the Jersey Turnpike would agree. Right. That money is going somewhere and it's not to that road. Yes. Yeah. So some, somebody's rich. Yeah. <laughs> Someone <laughs> is making a lot of money on not fixing that road. And so those are like, those are all the ones that hit me because... And that's when my mom's words here. You might need money for tolls because at the time, all of them were cash. So you're just pulling out money left and right. And literally, I see this stack of money my mom gives me. And I didn't spend all of it, but I actually see it dwindling down. Like, yo, I needed this. (laughs) I came up here with, I had $40 in cash traveling up. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have had enough money. And then I get the George Washington Bridge. And you see the price. George Washington Bridge at the time was like probably a fifteen dollar or so toll. Jeez. It was. It was. It may have been twelve, but it was over ten. I remember that. And then, and then of course you're driving through New York, and again that's when it hits you like, you gonna pay me this much to be in this traffic? The road. I I should have a smooth drive. This is a practically a brand new car I had at the time. Yeah. <laughs> like. I feel like something's wrong with my tires. So I get through, and again, that's when it started. You go through these huge cities, and then you get back in Connecticut, and then for the most part, after on 95, after, I would say about, about the time I got to New Haven, which is almost an hour outside of New York, it's back to just basically two-lane, and I'm getting closer, and then this, that's when it goes from, like, kind of the city to, like, uh, some smaller metropolitan areas you get through stanford get through um, it's pretty crazy how it goes from big city to i mean we're talking a really nice area of connecticut when you're coming out of new york and you first enter into connecticut that is prime real estate oh yeah that that is there's a lot of money in that little corner yeah but you wouldn't know it because mm-hmm. as you come in, it's just trees. Like you don't even see the neighborhoods. The houses you do see seem nice, but they don't seem like the million dollar homes that you see in other states. Yeah. It's you're, you're paying for proximity. I think you're also paying for a certain culture down um, in that corner. And the disparate, is that the word? Disparity. Yeah, between um, that corner and would say the eastern corner of Connecticut is is quite significant, which I think we touched oh, yeah. on last time as well. But as far as driving goes, you go from New York City to where, if you're listening now, I don't know how many birds or what you've heard since we've been chatting out here. Um, this is what you go to, even though it's, you know, they're nice areas. Yeah, Really absolutely. nice little communities, but it goes small right away when you, mm-hmm. when you hit uh, the gateway to New England. And that's that was the catcher for me. You get, I get here, and you know, you, as you know, you go through your your Tallinn. Well, excuse me. You go through your Vernon. You go through your Tallinn, and then I get off the interstate. And I remember this a little bit from, of course, my interview. But the longest road <laughs> I felt like to go go to a get to this get to the school that I felt like I've ever been on, like. Once I got off the interstate, it felt like it took about 20 minutes to get to the school. It, it, again, just a long drive and the, kind of the same thing. It wasn't not a straight road, very hilly. And, and in that moment, I remember thinking, why in the world 
did I ever come here for? Now, it hit me a little bit when I was driving. With Even though I was excited, it was just like, because it's just not seeming fun. And of course, it starts setting in. Of, for me, Charlotte, two and a half hours from home. I went to undergrad in Atlanta, two hours from home. Um, I stayed in a local town that was 45 minutes from home. Then it hit me like, I can't just go home on the weekend anymore. Right. I, I, I mean, not without... Not without some extra days of flying. And at the time, I was, you know, frankly, to admit this to everybody, I was scared to fly. I wasn't a big flyer. Has that but, changed? Oh, those 17-hour trips will make you change your yeah, mind about, about time. Willing to risk you your know, life a little more. You know, flying is not that bad. Yeah, that um, should tell you what the Jersey Turnpike is, right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It's either that or risking my life in an the, airplane. <laughs> two different types of fear for me. Fast cars and trucks. And another thing about driving, by the way, which I still think I need to talk to my government officials about, these big trucks, they're real people. They're not a game <laughs> on these interstates in New York. And it doesn't feel like big trucks should be allowed on the interstate like in these big cities. Yeah, this, yeah, I agree, it's quite dangerous. Yeah, and this, like the stuff is flying off of them. And I'm not surprised we don't have more accidents. We should hear, I feel like we should, and I'm sure there are a lot of accidents in these towns and cities, but I feel like we should hear about them a lot more because they're, they're trucks, people are driving super fast, and I know I'm a slow driver. People call me a grand a granddaddy driver or a grandparent driver, but that, that, I don't think it's just me. It's just, it's a different world. And then I got here, and, you know, funny, being around here now, I'm probably more comfortable because you know everything's a slow slow speed limit in stores well yeah but I, I think that's what happens and because if we keep going north in the spirit of what happened last show like as we start naming the states um i don't know how often you go up to maine but yeah. once you hit new haven in connecticut the roads are pretty relaxed i mean you can go into boston and you can go into hartford and you're yeah. gonna hit some traffic absolutely but for the most part um, this is that give and take that we discussed last week as well, mm -hmm. but you slow down. The right. traffic isn't as bad. Uh, there's a different culture, and I think this is one other thing we should discuss. In Los Angeles, there is a level of traffic that is too much. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe this is my rosy nostalgia painting my childhood, but I remember going through that traffic um, and there were definitely some people who were angry, maybe a few middle fingers, but most people felt like defensive drivers. Right. They were waiting to see who was going to slide in. They were waiting to see um, if a blinker went on. And that's not the case here. So when we first came, and especially Massachusetts, I would say, is the biggest offender of this. And if you're new to this area, you'll, you'll learn the term masshole, <laughs> which is how you would describe a Massachusetts driver. But there's an interesting thing about it because, one, they're, they're very offensive drivers. And I don't mean offensive yeah. like in the traditional sense of the word, but like they're playing offense, both, right? Both, both. Yeah, actually true. But no, that's the thing. No middle finger will be exchanged. You, someone will slide in to, to a, a gap that seems impossible to slide into, causing panic for everyone in that area. But it seems like instead of being upset about it, there's like a tip of the hat, like, hey, good job. I would have never made it in that little <laughs> right. area. And you did. You got me. Good, good job. Yeah, good exactly. Job. Exactly. And that, I feel, is the big difference here. The attitude is such <clears throat> that there's not a whole lot of anger. 
there's just a, oh, you took that opportunity. I didn't see that opportunity or I wouldn't have taken that opportunity. Tip of the hat. Right. And another funny thing, so counter to that, I've been here, and this happened to me a couple of times on the streets in this area. I've been driving out. I didn't think I was tailgating. Numerous times I've had people pull over and just wave me around like, hey, you look like you're in a rush. Come on around. I don't know if they were happy about it, right. <laughs> but it's just like, this guy looks like he's in a rush. Just stop. Stop the car. Yeah. Wave him around to the point that I do it sometimes. Like, they look, they on my behind. Let me, hey, come on, come on around, buddy. Yeah. And it's just, I, I've never seen that before in my life. Like, I've seen people, it's, it's not like I was driving and, you know, people get behind you, which this is one of my pet peeves, and they flash the lights. Like, that's supposed to make me move over quicker, which it does, by the way. Right. <laughs> but... I want it to sound tough for a second, like, like I actually stayed there. But here, it wasn't even like that type of situation. It was, I think I was just a little too close, and they were like, oh, let me pull over. And they waved me around. That's happened to me several times throughout the years here. And I'm just like, wow, this is, again, a, a different vibe, a different place here when, is that, when that happens. Because when you hear the stereotypes of New York, you know how stereotypes are usually wrong and uh, whatever. They're, they're underplayed. The right. amount of honking that happens in New York and the, the, like the aggressive driving, that's a real thing. That attitude's a real thing when you're in the city. Mm-hmm. That's not here. There's, there's right. aggressive driving, but everyone, I feel like they just get that it's a slower place. Everyone's probably stuck on that one lane curvy road. Yeah. And, um, you know, they still need to get where they need to get. But the attitude amongst the drivers is such that uh, you kind of just it's it's a live and let live kind of uh, thing and I think another thing is pedestrians and especially here where we're at <laughs> in this last Green Valley because before if someone was walking in the middle of the road I'd be like that's that's not safe like you probably shouldn't be doing right. that but here we don't have sidewalks and and so that and that immediate knee-jerk reaction that I would have had in many other places you don't have it here. You're, you just stop and think, oh, that yeah. person's trying to walk from here to there and, and the city's not providing them a sidewalk. Uh, let's, you know, yeah. let's take some caution. And it's like, and I think the town would be averse to providing sidewalks. So yeah, that definitely makes you slow down here. And that's a good point you bring up because you know, I run sometimes, as you know, and I've definitely had to get used to running in the middle of the road and avoiding, you know, it's almost hard to run on this, especially when that snow comes here. But even before, it's hard to run like just on the side of the road because it's just us, because of all, of, of all the woods, of all the roots and things like that. And so there are times to where you literally, you know, some people seem to be frustrated. I do, I do get the occasional person who's like, I'm not gonna give. And they know they're gonna win because they're in the car and I'm running. So. Right. But most people will just, I literally see two cars, one stops, the one the one coming towards me stops, the other one that's behind me, they stop, and they just like, go ahead, runner. And again, different different vibe. I just feel like if this was New York City and I was doing that, oh yeah, or somewhere else, it I don't know if that happens the same way, or even other places. Um, and there have been bits from my understanding to put more sidewalks in some areas, but yeah, I think, and I understand why. I think some people feel like that would mess up our that would mess up our vibe. Why do we need sidewalks? Yeah, I am going to disagree. Yeah, with everyone who's saying that, um, and maybe there's a point I haven't heard, but I think it's important to note that when you hear Terrence talk about running, 
he's not talking about like a one mile jog on <laughs> Saturday morning. I see him. I don't even know if you noticed me. Like it was yesterday or the day before. I was all the way yeah, up by you in the red car. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you? I was. I forgot where I was coming from at the time. I think I did. It was like I did like a six mile loop though. Hanks Hill. Hanks Hill. Came back through the school. Back down um, Dog Lane and then back around. Yeah, did I see you on Dog Lane? Is that where I saw you? It was around that area there. Which is a great name for a street, by the way. But <laughs> if you remember in our episode last week, when we talked about to go five miles here in a car is sometimes 10 to 15 minutes. So when I noticed you running, I'd been in the car for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And to think, oh, someone ran this distance on purpose. That's not a that's not a small thing. So kudos to you. And you should also know anyone listening, we're not talking flat roads either. I mean, we're we're dealing oh. with some pretty significant hills between us and downtown. So uh, kudos to you. But you are you're a track team coach, aren't you? Yeah, I, I coach the well, a club team. But thank you, Travis, for acknowledging my elite athleticism. Oh no! This, I think anyone who sees the show. pictures on the website will notice uh, um, the difference as well. Next yeah. time I wear my tank top so y'all can see <laughs> the ripples of what a real athlete should look like. Yeah. Oh, did y'all did uh, y'all just hear that bird fly by me? Terrence is being attacked by uh, some of the nature that we're we're enjoying, oh and we probably should have a a conversation one time about all of the birds you'll see in your backyard because it, it is it is an encyclopedia. Yeah. But right. as I said, Travis did call me one time. Is this turkey supposed to be here, Terrence? Yeah. He's like, yeah, Travis, we get them every now and then, turkeys. Um, and like classic New England, you would eat this turkey kind of turkey just walking through the right. uh, the neighborhood. Like yeah. if if you and we can't really hunt per se here. With well, give y'all an idea of this is a funny area because first up north is not hunting. A lot of people hunt, but it's not like down south to where. I feel like if I was at home and there's many deer in the yard, I not only would the deer be getting shot, there'd be collateral damage from neighbors getting shot because people would be right, shooting yeah. neighbors as well as they're walking through. Here, the deer will look at you and it's just acknowledged like, you know I let y'all have this house on this property, right? Yeah. You better chill out. I'm going to finish eating this grass. It's understood. I'll leave when I'm ready because a lot of times they don't run. Oh, I've got to... Uh got this there is a sound i hear every night and i'm gonna play it on our bird episode we'll play the sound and you can tell me what it is but for that um for that kind of wrap up i think when we talk about the roads here coming back to to our original point the tolls aren't as tricky as they used to be so if you're coming to new england especially i would say massachusetts does a really fantastic job you don't even know you're on a toll road until you get that letter Right. that says oh you owe me 10 bucks or whatever it is and i think that would be really high it's usually like two to five dollars yeah the um, culmination might be close to 10 if you run through them sure the the culture here is a lot more aggressive when it comes to driving however the attitude is not mm -hmm. the attitude is pretty i would say um i wouldn't say uh nice like it's not it, kindness so I, I think best thing for me when i think about it when i think dc in New York, 
coming through there, I feel like more hostile. Yeah. Like people are just like, I gotta get, I gotta get there. Jersey. And you're well. not gonna stop me. Yeah, Jersey definitely too. You're not gonna stop me. Yeah. This is a race. Yeah. It's not really a race. <laughs> and, and it's like it's not just a race. This is death race. <laughs> it's yeah. like yo, yo. Here it's like yeah, we gotta get here, but it's definitely. And I do agree with you seriously. It's it's nicer, and it's again a little slow, a little more slow moving. Like there's definitely traffic and it. Massachusetts, the best place. Like I've, as you go certain places like Springfield, a little more traffic. Boston, a lot more traffic, but it's, it's a little more chill. Um, yeah, I'd say most people, like comparatively, would would say Boston is just a nicer city. I know it has that rough reputation, thanks to every uh, every crime story and Hollywood movie that that kind of depicts the rougher part of Boston, but. If you're gonna hit a city in in on the in the Northeast, Boston might be preferable to New York. Like it's just an, it's a more manageable city. It's a it's, uh, it's a little more hospitable. It is right. right on the coast. I mean, I guess New York is as well, but it's really it's it's a nice town. Yeah, I think so. It's if you're dri- if you're driving, definitely. Yeah. Um, again, it's driving around because, as you know, I I so just for for uh for the sake of comparing. For myself, I do not like driving into New York. If I didn't have to do it, I wouldn't do it. Like, yeah. I go to Brooklyn and there's, you know, it's horrible. Parking is bad. You never can never find parking. Parking is really expensive. I've driven to Boston several times and, you know, it's just more areas where you can go and park when you get to where you need to go without paying 75 to $100, I feel like, in parking. Um, <clears throat> I'll take a train. I won't actually drive. I used to drive into New York, and I just won't do it anymore. Right. I'll go down to the station. I'll take a train into right. Penn Station and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. And it's, so, therefore, it makes the exploration with your own car just a little bit more, you know, hospitable, to be frank. And you don't feel like you're, you know, you're in that type of, again, that hostility of, of traffic. You know, you still got to watch where you're going. There, there is, as Travis said, there are parts, but it's it's a it's a nice town. And as you go north, as you start to get to uh, uh, New Hampshire and so yeah. forth, and all the way up to Maine, I feel like it. Once you get past Boston, mm-hmm. then you just meet nicer and nicer people, and it slows down a little bit more. I would say so. And it's, uh, I think Connecticut's quite bucolic. I feel like there's a, a beauty to each one of the states. Um, so that I think will wrap us up next week is a big one. We're going to talk about autumn. Oh, not next week. It's actually two weeks. I'll be out of town next week, but in two weeks, a new episode going will come out. Going out of town on me? I, I am. I'm leaving Sunday. I'm going to Ireland. I'll take some pictures. We'll put it up on the... My Ireland cousins. We, oh, we, we yeah. We have that discussion one day too, you <laughs> we, all. I we, am Irish. We need to talk about, uh, yeah, the, the fact that somewhere, very likely, Terrence and I are related. Exactly. All the way, all the way back to our Celtic roots. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I'll be traveling to Northern Ireland next week. And then when I come back, we'll do the first like really big, um, I think New England fall, because when you think of New England fall, it's kind of the first yeah. thing you, you think about. It's changing quickly. We get the pictures up, but yeah. it was green last week and now it's, now it's halfway green, halfway orange. Yeah. Give us a week and we'll be in peak. So we'll have that conversation when I get back. And then, um, sounds good for, uh, for Travis Popson and Terrence Abney. This is the Connecticut show. Uh-huh.